Welcome to episode 68 of the Catching Up Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Kaysen. Every week, I'm joined by my co-host, Nick Hughes. And this week's episode is titled, Seattle to Zimbabwe. That is because Nick is in Harare, Zimbabwe this week. And we had reliable Wi-Fi so we could have a conversation. And it just sounds like Nick is, is having an incredible time. Uh, it's such a unique experience reflecting on him hosting Founders Life in that city. And, and it's interesting to talk with him and hear actually how similar the entrepreneurial experience is for a lot of the people that he's meeting there. But at the same time, the lifestyle and the difference in living in Zimbabwe is so different. And so it's amazing to, to hear that story and have him share. We also touch on some of the exciting events here in Seattle because we had a pretty wild sports week with the Sounders winning MLS Cup and hosting the championship parade and the Seahawks having a wild Monday night football finish. And so Nick was watching those from Africa as well. So we're going to touch on both of those. Thanks for enjoying this episode. Please let us know if you have any questions, feedback, topics you'd like to hear about, uh, or if you just enjoy the show, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks as always, and please enjoy the show. Yo, Nick, good morning, good evening. It's a special Thursday episode of the Catching Up Podcast. What is going on? Not much, man. You know, just uh, just chasing around. I just saw a huge spider in my room, so I'm like, Where? <laughs> what's going on? Uh, sitting here in uh, Herrera, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, and and so it's nine thirty a.m. on Thursday here. What time is it there? It's um, it's seven thirty here, seven thirty p.m. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And so yeah, for those of you listening, we didn't want to make Nick record the podcast late on Friday night there in Africa, so we're recording a special episode here on Thursday. And so Nick. You got to give us the rundown about Zimbabwe. Um, let, let, let's backtrack first before we talk about present. Like, how'd you end up here? Uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I'm i on a year. Well, it's going to be longer than a year, but a world tour of Founders Live cities. I, um, you know, I've been traveling all this entire year. I've traveled about 42,000 miles. And uh, just last month I was in uh, London and then I, um, you know, this month I'm heading down, you know, I'm into Africa and I'm here uh, in Zimbabwe for a couple of weeks and then I'll be in Nigeria for a couple of weeks. And these are vis- visiting Founders Live cities and hanging out and, and doing the thing. And so I flew from London, uh, actually flew to Johannesburg, stayed there a night, actually stayed with um, one of the people that's going to help start Founders Live there. We haven't started yet, but uh, we're going to launch in Johannesburg. So um, wow. I stayed in, yeah, I stayed in Joburg for a day. Dude, I mean, I'll, I'll touch on that in a second. But um, but then I stayed with him and his girlfriend and they, it was awesome. We just had some drinks and they cooked food and, you know, chatted. And it was so cool, dude. They were so pumped for me to be there. And uh, I just, you know, hung out with them that night. And then I jumped on a flight to here and I've been in Zimbabwe uh, basically about a, a little more than a week. And, um, and that was cool. But I mean, man, it's just, uh, you know, basically, so Chris, who I stayed with in Johannesburg, you know, he's a South African. Uh, he's only lived there. He's uh, white. And he was explaining how, 
just the tension and the history of this country and the way that they had, um, there's been some serious racial tension and some stuff that's happened. And yeah. I mean, he, I mean, so he was telling me about the history and that was only like 10, 20, you know, 20, 25 20 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. And then he's like, dude, you know, he was very careful on like, you know, just be aware of, you know, like, he's like, we don't really live in that safe of bigger area. And so, you know, um, he want you know he picked me up from where i was at and he's like let me drive you and just you know it's just like he, he was just very he's i you know i'm the outsider and then he's telling me all this stuff about like just don't get in the wrong you know place at the wrong time and um all this stuff and there's a ton of tension and you know but um so it was just really striking to be down there um but you know he's great people and and all that and and then you know i jumped on a flight here and you know been in in zimbabwe and dude so you know first off we had our we had our founders live Ferrari event here uh last friday and uh that's why we didn't do the the show and um dude it was so awesome uh, it was so amazing to be in you know zimbabwe of all places and they're just flipping over crazy about founders live and um, you know, obviously me being here is a big thing and everyone's like wanting to take pictures with me and talk to me and, you know, it's, 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 it's very humbling. Um, but the people are amazing. It's, uh, an incredible city and incredible, like just this, I'll talk about the city in a second, but the people, I mean, they're just so great and they're totally looking for opportunity and really just doing a great job. So I was very impressed with our team here and meeting all the people and we had about, you know, 95, a hundred people at the event. And it was, it was very, very cool. That's amazing. And so, and yeah. so as far as the city goes, uh, like the call right now is crystal clear. So I assume you have access to some reliable Wi-Fi. <laughs> reliable is, uh, an interesting word. So, uh, <laughs> check this out. Um, so the city so Zimbabwe has gone through tremendous change as well. And dude, basically they are like, they're in total, like they don't even know what their national currency is and it's crazy. And so like you come here and I, you don't even know what to use. Like, you know, some you know, British pound sometimes, but the U S dollar actually. So for a long time, they were accepting U S dollar as their main currency, but now they've changed it. So some, some businesses accept it, some businesses don't, and they have this thing. So Econet is one of their major, it's like AT&T, right? And, yep. and, and, there's, and, and they created EcoCash and it's basically mobile payments and dude, everything runs on EcoCash. And so I had to get set up, but they, you can't attach a, a U.S. internet, you can't attach an international, especially U.S. based card on the system. Oh no. So, I had to like, I had to get, so through the contacts that I have and the people that I'm staying with, which is our city leaders and um, our basically my friends, um, I had to get, I had to pay someone that I didn't know, uh, PayPal. And I paid that, like, I just put like 200 us dollars. They then sent me uh, eco cash that I, I able to create, like attached to my phone number. You have an account that then you can load up it's like paypal on your phone and then you pretty much pay for everything like at the store you pay through eco cash using your phone using you your just, phone what yeah but it's like text-based i mean it's like you you actually like 
you dial a number, it kind of dials into this interface on your phone and you actually type in the, the, the account, the number that you're going to send money to. So when you're taking a, I'm using air quotes, an Uber or like a ride, they'll accept EcoCash. Uh, when you, you pay for food, to them. Wow. you, you basically send them through the system, you send them money and it just like pulls off the account. So when you have an account on there, it's, you load up money and then it pulls it off and dude, it's crazy. So it's like weirdly old school, but also new school at the same time. Yeah. What a and weird blend. It's yeah. And if you remember seconds, like this is basically what I was building back in the day. It's just yeah. so funny. You know, um, talk about seeing it in in real time, which is awesome. So, um, but like getting into that, it took days and days. So I didn't have any money. Like they were just like paying for my food and like my travel, like just in the uh, cabs. Um, So that was difficult just to get in motion. And then when you talk about reliable internet, uh, well, here's a story. So uh, on Monday, um, you know, I... So I'm I, right now I'm back at where I'm staying, but like, you know, I'm actually the, the team that we have here as is at actually the impact hub Herrera. They're running. Oh, they the cool. team that, Yeah. So I'm, I'm at impact hub like every day and we have one in Seattle and they're like in a hundred cities. And, um, but when I came back here, uh, I was taking calls. I had a ton of things going like because of the 10 hour difference, it's like I'm working until late. And so check this out. So like, we had our city leader call. So basically monthly we have calls with all, all of our people around the world. And we do like a, just like a, just jump on the Google hangout. Um, it was supposed to be at 10 PM local time here. And that's like what, uh, you know, it was like midday. It was like noon Pacific time, 3 PM Eastern. And I just scheduled it so that it would work for people in the U S as well as international. Yeah. Three minutes before, the call I'm sitting in this room and it just goes completely pitch black. Oh, wow. And I'm sitting in this house. Like there's some people that are staying here, but like, um, you know, the, our city leader is one of the people that lives here and she, she was out of town. And then, uh, there was a couple other people that were gone. I was the only one here and the whole thing just goes. And of course, Wi-Fi is gone. And I'm then sitting here like, dude, my phone, I did not have, Oh, by the way, what I was going to, so the whole eco cash stuff, you pay as you go for your phone and your data and your voice and everything. So I was having trouble getting that connected. So I did not have cell service or like data on my phone. You actually have to go through the system and buy like daily or weekly or monthly or basically bundles of data. So you actually have connectivity on your phone. It's like pay as you go. Yeah. And it's so rudimentary that you don't actually know how much do I have left of data? You don't know. It's a weird, like you don't even know. So it's just trial and error. It's like, Oh, I guess my phone doesn't work. So I need to buy more data. And, um, dude, my phone didn't work. I had no internet and I'm sitting in a pitch black room and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) And, and what happened was the, uh, solar, because they actually turn off the grid during the day you run off solar and at some point it flips and then you, you basically, they turn on the power at night. So people have power at night, but like during the day, houses don't actually have power. You usually are running off of a somewhat of a um, solar and generator and battery. Well, that, that broke, that, that went down and somehow the power didn't click on or it hadn't clicked on yet. So dude, 
I like got a flashlight from my bag and I'm sitting here and there's like people all over the world that are sitting waiting on the call that we're supposed to have the city leader call of all of our people around the world. And I'm not there. (laughs) And and I couldn't answer any, I couldn't tell them. So it lasted an hour and 15 minutes and then the power came back on and I was like, Oh my God. So I get like our call was from 10 to 11 PM. So like I like get on, everyone's like emailing me like, Hey, what's up? Where are you, Nick? We're waiting on the call. And, um, I had to like, say like, Hey guys, like I, you know, I didn't have (laughs) the power went out. I didn't have connectivity. I'm so sorry. Like I basically, everyone was sitting there like waiting for the call. Yeah. So, um, so then we are now rescheduling it for next week, but dude, that was like, that's, I mean, everyone is here is like, welcome. (laughs) you don't have some for some reason you don't have power that is just absolutely wild so so what about the startups that you saw pitch isn't that crazy hey nick can you hear me yeah we're back all right i apologize everyone for the technical difficulty uh welcome to zimbabwe (laughs) (laughs) and and so you had founders live last week there in Harare. What was that like? Like how, how was it different? And, and what about the companies that you saw? Like what are people working on in Africa? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. And, you know, honestly, how was it the same? I mean, it was like it's an experience in, in every city, which is uh, in terms of the event. And, you know, it's just so great. Um, really cool to see it happen here. And, you know, the, the, the startups here, you know, like one of them is called farm buzz and you know he's creating he's actually you know starting to use some drones and stuff and analyzing crops and uh bringing this to farmers where they can not only analyze it view it but also start spraying and do some cool stuff around that um yeah and then uh one of them you know there's a a girl that you know has overcome a ton of things like her lost her parents early on in her life and was like raised had to raise her her younger siblings but now is actually creating um, a more healthy peanut butter, which, you know, basically her thing was, look, you know, there's all these roots and all these like, you know, usually good things that are good, healthy for you, especially roots and organic plants usually taste like crap. And so she's like bringing those and infusing them into other foods like peanut butter and other things so that you're actually quite a bit more healthy. Um, especially here in Zimbabwe, just eating more healthy food like peanut butter that has vitamins and other organic things in them. Um, but she's, I can tell she's going to go into other different types of foods. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, another one was a, um, actually a guy is building out a payment, actually a, 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 an interesting payment system utilizing the blockchain, uh, already starting to look at how they use blockchain and crypto. Um, uh, but that was a peer to peer payment system. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that was cool. So those are three that, you know, that have, I mean, you could hear about those in possibly uh, another U.S. city. So, yeah. um, you know, there's a, and and then um, uh, the team here at Herrera, uh, part of the uh, Impact Hub in in Herrera, they've been doing a good job of. They're actually lying. You know, every day I'm meeting with like at least two or three founders here to kind of mentor them and answer questions and help them along. And so, man, I've just been her- hearing so many cool, interesting concepts and meeting with all these founders that they're just doing great things. 
That's incredible. I mean, yeah, that's so inspiring, right? Like, and that was the initiative of Founders Live when you started this whole thing. But to actually yeah. see it, like, now you going around the entire world and actually seeing all of these different ecosystems and and how similar they are and how similar the people are. Uh, I think that's just a very inspiring story and very unique to see that the entrepreneurial experience is, is not only alive and well ever around the world, but it actually is just a very similar experience no matter where you live. I mean, people who are oh, yeah. inspired and creative and wanting to uh, make a difference in some type of way and, and right. They're putting all their time dedicated to accomplishing that goal. Oh yeah. You know, I, I thought it was when I was like in Austin and Dallas, I thought that that was cool. And it's, that, that was all great, but dude, it's real here. And you know, it's like, um, it's pretty cool to see. So, um, but hey, uh, yeah, it's been it's been awesome, and um, I could talk about this forever. But uh, talk about an incredible week for Seattle. Yeah, so to take it to uh, my side of the world, I I mean the sports this week have absolutely been mind blowing. Starting with the Sounders winning the MLS Cup at home on Sunday, uh, which which. I've heard it described as it was almost a religious experience to be there. Um, and I, I've been to over 150 Sounders games now. Oh, my uh, gosh. Serious? Yeah. Serious? So, yeah, we have one of the guys that I have season tickets with. He actually has a spreadsheet that he keeps track of every game. And he keeps track of every game he's been to and all the scores. Um, so <laughs> I don't I don't miss very many games. So I know my number is probably uh, fairly similar to his number. And uh, it, it was just interesting. Hey, MLS Cup, at the game, once we kicked off, it felt just like any other game, which, which was kind of interesting. And now that I'm reflecting about it, it's like, oh, I've just been to so many games uh, that the experience of going, they all kind of blend together now because I've been to so many. And, it, and it's just like it's so much of a routine to go. Uh, but what was so exciting about this game was the pre and post match activities that separate it. We got down to Occidental Park. The game was at noon. We got down there like between 9:30 and 10 and they had Macklemore playing, but there were thousands. I mean they they, they suspected that there was 20,000 people who did the march to the match. Uh right which normally it's like a thousand people. And uh, we get to Occidental Park there where that, that firefighter statue is. And it was packed. We couldn't even get in. Um, so I was like down the street. I was – I can't remember what street that is. Jackson maybe. Uh, and, and, yeah, it was just shoulder to shoulder and you couldn't get in. And so I ended up going to where Quality Athletics is and Conan Steiner and watched the whole match walk through. And, and the march of the match was 20 minutes long. It was insane. It just went on forever. I'd never seen anything like it. And so the excitement for it, um, I mean, Seahawks games don't don't turn up like that. And so everyone was in the north part of the stadium. It was crazy crowd. It took us forever to get into the stadium because there was 69,000 people there. And, and it was just an incredible, incredible experience to see. So glad we won. The first uh, – I, I think it really worked out for us as fans because I had a lot of confidence going into the game. Uh, I really uh, felt very confident that we were going to win. And so for the first 60 minutes, it was really scary. I mean, we weren't creating a ton of chances. We were playing very defensively, which which is kind of how we've played throughout the season. So so that makes a lot of sense. And, and we didn't give up a ton of 
opportunities to Toronto. And then when we scored a couple of goals, uh, you could really feel the sigh of relief. The noise got really loud. I mean, it, it, it was crazy. And then to see the cup uh, get lifted and, and see that trophy presentation was pretty amazing. And then on Tuesday, we have this parade, right? And the parade, uh, I got down there at Westlake right around noon. Uh, they're supposed to start parade from Westlake Center and get all the way to under the Space Needle, and there'll be a ceremony at one thirty, um, which was all cool. It, the Sounders parades will never be the Seahawks parade. The Seahawks parade mm. was probably a once in a lifetime thing. That was just a million people. It was absolutely insane. Um, but the one downside to the parade that that was just it was just. A, kind of a big letdown for me was that 11 players on the Sounders got called into international duty. So 11, 11 players weren't at the parade. And that actually means that there were only two players who played any minutes in the entire playoffs. No way at the parade. Yeah. Stefan Fry and Nico Lodero were the only ones who actually played in any games at the parade. So it was really awkward. Um, yeah, and you could just tell, like, uh, Stephen Fry felt like he didn't like have his his, his people there with him, right? Like, because mm-hmm. all the other guys are like the guys who play on Sounders two or who were like the mid season signings who didn't play at all. Uh, and so when when they do the rally, the rally like Nico Ladero, he doesn't speak very good English, so he only spoke for like a minute. Stephen Fry doesn't like to speak, so he spoke for a minute. And then they put up Will Bruin, who's been injured all season, who, who I really like Will Bruin, but like he hasn't been a part of the team at all. And then this other guy, Dylan, who uh, we signed from Sounders 2 to like kind of fill in some of the gaps here this season. But yeah, he didn't really play. And so it was like, who are the, like, why are we having these people talk? And then they had like Mayor Jenny Durkin talk and what they ended up doing because there was no players really to represent is they brought in Russell Wilson and Ciara who kind of like led, they had two double decker buses and Stefan Fry and a bunch of the players were on the first bus with the new cup. And then Ciara, Russell Wilson and a bunch of the ownership and some of the coaches were on the second boat bus with the 2016 cup. And, <laughs> and yeah, Russell Wilson and Ciara were on stage talking for more than any other player. And so, <laughs> Uh, right. Like ton of people just so pumped because, uh, to transition that Monday Seahawks game was so wild, um, just to beat a rival like that and to go into overtime and it go back and forth. And then Russ the next day to be here in the parade, people were just hyped about it. Uh, but as a Sounders fan, I I was a little disappointed that we put Russ out there. I get that he's an owner and he's kind of the, the mayor of Seattle, but in my opinion, like the Sounders, finally had a week that was about them in this city where they were the sports team, not the Seahawks. And then when it comes to have this parade, we've actually got to put Russell Wilson like front and center and he's the star of the show because 11 players weren't there. So, so for me, that was kind of just a little, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Seahawks fan too, but I was just really embracing the fact that the Sounders like had this moment in the city. But then I think some of that wind got taken out of the sails because all the, yeah, all the players were gone, which was super unfortunate. So no rolled on, no Morris, um, no Raul Rui Diaz, no Svensson. Uh, Yeah. None none of the players were there. And so that was a little bit of a letdown. It it, kind of took, uh, it, it it made it less exciting than the 2016 parade, uh, which, you know, had everyone and also it was freezing cold because it was in December. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. That's uh really that's interesting. I didn't know that they 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 all missed it. Yeah. And so did you get to watch either the Sounders game or the Seahawks game? Yeah, man. I woke I I watched both of them and um you know, the Sounders game was uh started at 10 here uh and it got over about 11 you know, about 12 o'clock and so that was cool. Like I definitely I streamed it and watched that. So I was pumped. And then um, Seahawks game started at 3.15 a.m. And so I actually oh, wow. woke up about – I woke up about – I think, you know, I woke up about 4.30, uh, maybe 5 o'clock. So I watched the last, like, quarter and a half. Okay. And, well, you know, to be honest, I, I woke up at, like, 4. I I think I started checking ESPN real quick. And I just kept going back to sleep for, like, 20 minutes, half an hour. And then um, I woke up at five because I was like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to do this. And, and um, you know, once I started to realize it was like an epic game, I was like, hell yeah, I'm, I'm turning this on. And so I watched I watched the last like half of it, if not like, you know, uh, the last quarter and a half. And it was awesome. I mean, oh, that yeah. was it. Look, I think uh, in terms of Seahawks, I think that was dude, we're, we're weirdly creeping into one of the best teams in the league. And it's like, Oh, that was a statement and a half. And that was actually in San Francisco. Um, you know, we're, I don't know. You can just feel it again. You can, this feels like, uh, the, the 2013 season where it's like, Oh yeah. Like we're gaining confidence every single game. And, uh, that was a hell of a statement. And I, I think in the end, uh, you know, Russell's still one of the most underrated players in the league. He he's he's earning MVP right now. Um, I think it's down to a couple players, obviously. But uh, talk talk about impressive, man. That was just it was awesome. I was sitting here like, you know, oh, and then like the goal, the whole like I'm like laying in bed watching it, like in my with my uh laptop, and I'm just like, oh my god, he missed. You know, the you know uh the 49ers player misses the um. The field goal it's just like oh that was just the whole thing was insane yeah i mean and russ throwing the interception in the red zone in overtime too which yeah uh what was kind of a shock because russ a hasn't made a lot of mistakes like that um and so that was really rare to see but then that was just a huge letdown the guy returned it all the way to the other side of the field and it just if that would have been the end of the game oh. russ wouldn't be in this mvp discussion right now uh, that, no, they, that, well, that could crush your whole season. Totally. I mean, I, you know, I think that's one throw, but it does affect it. But, you know, that just shows that, you know, that so many things can happen in a game like that. But um, I, I just, you know, I think that there's something, I love the attitude of the Seahawks. There's something special about that. I know that if you're in a different city, you probably are like, screw the Seahawks. But um, we just, it's a never give up believing you're going to win and, and I, I embody that as well so um talk it's just a great week for Seattle sports and you know honestly there's a little bit of part of me that I'm just jealous of you guys right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh on Tuesday at the parade for all the excitement from the Seahawks and the Sounders all coming together it, it, it was a pretty awesome day for Seattle to to just celebrate and and I was definitely feeling the hangover yesterday it almost uh, and, and I've talked about this with other sports. I remember feeling it last summer when the World Cup ended. I, I get so invested in these big events, especially the Sounders 
just playoff run and and going and hosting MLS Cup, th- there was this high that I was feeling for for ten days. And so when it's over and I woke up yesterday, you could just tell I, I could tell it was done and I have to kind of reshift my focus <laughs> back to not having that in my life. And so, yeah, it was a little bit of, of a down moment because because it was all over. But we still have the Seahawks uh, for another eight weeks. We got college football. So there's plenty of yeah. sports to consume. Well, so last question. What you know, OK, the game ends. it's all, you know, we're on a high did you kind of go out afterwards or like, what did you do the rest of the day? Yeah. So uh, you're, you're talking about the Sounders game on Sunday. Yep. yep. Yeah. So we watched the entire trophy presentation. I mean, we sat in the stadium uh, maybe, maybe for a good 45 minutes to an hour after the game ended, just, uh, well, the, the field was covered in people. There were still confetti flying and, and just wanted to soak it up as much as possible. And so we walk outside and all the bars are just slammed. So uh, our like pregame spot this season has been at Conan Steiner right next to quality athletics. The reason being is they have pints of beer on the tap for $4. Uh, nice. So pro tip. Yeah, that's so we've been going there pregame because you can't beat a $4 beer. You can go to quality athletics next door and get $8 beers. Um, and they have like a little outdoor section. So we get to watch the March and everything. It's kind of like our secret spot. And so we actually skipped that, and we we're going to go to Flastic Pub, and there was a line around the corner at Flastic Pub going all the way back wow. around Good Bar, uh, which I, wow. I, A, I've never seen a line ever at Flastic Pub. Um, I've, like, been stuck on the stairs for a few minutes, like, waiting for the queue to check IDs, but this was, like, a legitimate line. And so we kind of walked around to a few bars to be like, can we get in anywhere? And that didn't work. So then we actually had a friend call us and he had access to that, uh, you know, that tower that sits in that North parking lot uh, that mm-hmm. looks like into the stadium. He had access to the roof there. So we ended up just going and buying beers and going and sitting on the roof of that building, which like looks right down on the stadium uh, all the way around. So you can kind of see the skyline and everything. And so we sat there uh, for a couple hours and then we went down to Occidental park and uh, took pictures with, they had that giant trophy in, in, Occidental Park there and uh, got some food and kind of just soaked it up. And then probably around like 6.30, we went home. Yeah, because we've been drinking all day. When we got down there, we took a, a paper bag full of Rainier Tallboys down to the stadium at 9.30 in the morning and started drinking those. <laughs> um, and people were nice. just like drinking in the streets. Uh, it, it was it was a really cool environment. I mean, it, it was a ton of fun. Never seen anything like it. And so, yeah, by 6 o'clock, everyone was just drained and so yeah went home it, it, it wasn't it I mean, sounders fans are so different than seahawks fans right it wasn't a riot everyone was very calm uh excited but like no one's flipping any cars or lighting anything on fire it's just not that kind of crowd yeah <laughs> uh but they uh to to give one more compliment to the sounders the ticket prices were absolutely insane for mls cup for anyone who wasn't a season ticket holder they yeah. hooked us up my ticket for the game was 45 dollars. Oh right? my it was, gosh it was 10 dollars more than the ticket to the uh semifinal the conference semifinal so, so two weeks before um which was like that is freaking awesome that they they did that for us right they like really rewarded us as season ticket holders i would have paid 150 dollars for that ticket um and yeah. not even a blinked and what they did is they released the tickets 48 hours early for season ticket holders, had the whole stadium open, and gave us the same prices. 
So all the inflated wow. prices that happened, like people were so pissed at the Sounders, but it wasn't the Sounders' fault. What happened was all of us season ticket holders rushed the the store, saw that they were forty five to a hundred dollars, and bought all the tickets and then flipped them all. And so the mm-hmm. season ticket holders actually dictated the resale market of the game. And so I actually bought two other tickets for forty five bucks, and I sold them before public even went on for one hundred and fifty each. Um, right. And yeah. And, and I, I sold them in minutes from when I posted them. Um, and yeah, Yeah. but the thing is, this was before they went on public, the guy who got the seats that I bought, uh, for 150, got a great deal. He probably saw the following day tickets go on sale and he would have paid $300 for those seats. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I didn't really feel that guilty either. I felt like, Oh, I was like, he actually got a pretty good deal. Um, it paid for my seats and, uh, I I probably should have bought more, but, uh, I was just, just proud to be a Sounder season ticket holder at that time because they really did right by us. Um, and, and I did not expect that. I thought that was so cool that they gave us such reasonable prices. The rest of the city would disagree, but uh, I feel like that's a reward. I mean, I went to 20 games this season. And so and I paid I paid that money up front uh, to, to support the club. And so the fact that they, they did that for us was, was pretty amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. Well, I know this has been a pretty long call. Nick, what do you got going on? Uh, you know, what do you do on the weekends in Zimbabwe? Yeah, yeah I'm going to do some sightseeing. Uh, actually going to get out of the city a little bit. Going to go see some very rural um, kind of uh, areas of Zimbabwe, which I'm very interested in as well. And just I want to see a part of the country. And and so you do, we'll go out a little bit. Um, it's been fun. The group's cool here. Um, there's bars just like anywhere else and we'll go gra- grab drinks and hang out. And, um, so we'll do that. And then I actually leave for Nigeria on, on Tuesday. So that's the next spot. Awesome. So I assume, uh, next week we probably will be doing a different time call as well, but we'll coordinate to, uh, get yeah. that scheduled. Cause I know you'll probably have to wait there and see what your Wi-Fi situation looks like. Uh, but great hearing from you, Nick. That's I, I mean, I'm just so excited for you. It's it, it's crazy to speak with you every week, and and you're always just in a different city. Um, <laughs> and for yeah. you to be in Africa is is pretty insane. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I pinch I pinch myself. <laughs> thank, thank I mean, you. all your hard work's paying off. I'm I'm real proud yeah. of you for that. Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks for getting on this call super late there, and uh, enjoy your travels. I'm looking forward to talking to you next week. Yeah, yeah. All right. Peace.